Welcome to another episode of Whips What's Up With, as this time we catch up with an actor who was legitimately one of the biggest television stars of the 1990s, David Duchovny, who was the co-star along with Gillian Anderson of the legendary show The X-Files. And as I say it, I know you're hearing the theme song in your mind right now. Or you, maybe you're hearing that old song, David Duchovny, Why Don't You Love Me? That was a momentary classic, too. Meanwhile, speaking of classics, The X-Files certainly qualifies as one. The original run consisted of nine seasons beginning in 1993 and ending in 2002. It was brought back for two seasons starting in 2016. It also spawned two feature films. Now, Duchovny himself won a number of Golden Globes, made numerous Sexiest Man Alive lists, and also starred in a bunch of other movies, most notably Return to Me with Minnie Driver. But like many actors before him, David Duchovny is more than that. He's also an author who has written a bunch of novels, no joke, and he's a singer who has released three albums of original music with his band. And we got him on the line to talk to him about that. Hey, thanks. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Good morning to you. First order of business, I have a coworker here, Lisa, who's just across the glass. She's not in the room, but she told me to tell you that you are incredibly hot. Sure, not the first of the million times you've heard that. But the second thing was possibly more novel, which was that I said, well, he's promoting his album. Did you know he's also a musician? Because, of course, she knows you from your acting. And she did not know you were a musician and went and checked out your stuff and really loves it. So, A, you made at least one new fan. Let's hope even more after you know this airs. But, B, uh, right. do you get a lot of people who do not know that you have a music career? Yeah, sure. Because uh, it's really something that I pursued. I mean, I, I haven't kept it small on purpose. You know, of course, I, I'd love to have a hit or whatever. But it's really been a personal experience of making the music that I've wanted to make and of making of writing the kind of songs that I want to write, regardless of whether or not I think they're going to bust out and into a larger audience. So it's really been a, an exercise in kind of small integrity on, uh, in that way and trying to figure out what kind of musician I am and what kind of a singer songwriter I am. So, um, it's hard to do, it's hard to grow up in, in a, in a, in, a, in an art uh, when people are already watching you because of your notoriety and some other art. So I've tried to kind of grow up in a small way on my own. Yeah, and the latest album is called Gesture Land. If that makes any sense at all. I think it makes plenty of sense. Uh, the, yeah. the latest album is called Gesture yeah. Land. It's been out for a little while, but it just came out uh, on vinyl now. Yeah. So a new way to actually physically own the piece of music. Yeah, for me, you know, the vinyl goes back to the way I... I first fell in love with with music and rock and roll was was you know if I could save up enough money three dollars and ninety nine cents I remember free being on Eighth Street and Second Avenue right right where I lived in Manhattan and I could get you know one or two albums every every couple months that was what I could afford and I really really thought about it and then when I had that album in my hands I had the liner notes and I had the lyrics and it was a way for me to it was almost like a treasure hunt. You know, I was like trying to figure out who are these people that are making this music? Cause there wasn't like 24 seven entertainment access by then. You really had to dig if you wanted to 
to know about these people that were making these songs that were so important to me. They ended up being, you know, the soundtrack of my life. So um, I love the experience of sitting there with the lyrics in my lap on the sleeve of the album or on the back of the album, you know, puzzling through the liner notes, trying to figure out, you know, where these people are and who they are to each other and all that stuff, or even just looking at the art. Yeah, and just like you said, the world is at your fingertips now, and digital is so convenient for so many reasons. But there is still something about holding yeah. that physical thing in your hand that is a special feeling that you don't get. It's kind of an intangible thing, but it's a real thing, I think. That's probably why the vinyl thing has come back. Of all the technologies, that was maybe the least, you know, they kept improving, quote unquote, on vinyl, right? They they did cassettes, and they did CDs, and eventually yeah. it's digital, and then it sort of goes back to the original. I think so, and there's just something, I don't know, I don't want to get mystical about it, but there's something about that circle spinning around, yeah. you know, it's different, it's, it's like you see, you can see the needle on the thing, you can see where the sound is coming from and happening, and it's different from having it come through your phone into your head, or even even a jewel box CD or something like that. Yeah, and feel free to get mystical all, all that you want to. Don't let me stop <laughs> you from that. Uh, so Green Day was Green Day was just in Chicago for Lollapalooza. It was a big deal here. They played a little club show at Metro, like a thousand uh, seat little yeah. dive, yeah. and they played Lollapalooza for a hundred thousand or whatever. So I bring this up because I saw that you played the Innings Festival in Tampa earlier this year on the same bill with Green Day. So have we ever thought of getting yeah. you, David Duchovny, on Lollapalooza? Because I think this should be our mission for next year now, because Lollapalooza also just signed a 10-year deal to extend its time in Chicago. So it's going to be here for at least another 10 years. I, I think you got to do it. Hey, from your mouth to God's ears, man, I would love to play Lollapalooza. I was, I was um, you know, I, I was out there. I like to say I had the 4 a.m. slot, you know, on that day, and Green Day was the the closer at nighttime. But you know, we we're out there in the middle of the afternoon. It was the first festival I've ever played, first outdoor venue I've ever played, and we had a blast. We hadn't played live in a year and a half, two years probably because of COVID, right? So it was a great honor to be out there on the same bill as Green Day, and just just fun to get out there and 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 rock. Did you get to meet those guys, or did they get to meet you? Is another a good way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it was really it was really kind of uh, it was beautiful. It was really respectful in a way, you know. It was like just kind of acknowledging each other's music. Yeah, you know, you know also them acknowledging that I do other things, but you know, definitely an acknowledgement of the music, which was super cool to me you know, as a, as a fan of theirs. It's sort of a cliche, and I, I don't know that it's true or not, but it's like every actor wants to sing and every singer wants to act. And I mean, I, they're similar enough that I think it makes perfect sense that they kind of cross over worlds. But I was trying to think of some other actors or people who are much more known for acting who also sing. And I thought of a few people uh, like Dennis Quaid, the Bacon Brothers, Russell Crowe. And, I, and yeah. if you go down the line, there are actually tons of them, more than I would have thought before I started thinking about it. Among your fellow actors or among your fellow musicians, I guess, do you guys discuss each other's music? Uh, I never have. Um, I know Jeff Bridges makes music. Uh, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland, uh, Johnny Depp, I think, has an album with, with Jeff Beck right now, uh, which is amazing. Uh, I, I haven't. I haven't. Um, it's kind of, it, it's a weird thing because in, in a way, you know, actors who make music, people like to make fun of them, whereas musicians who act, 
they like to give them awards. I don't <laughs> understand. I don't understand why, you know, why why it goes one way and not the other. But it it does, and I get it. I get the skepticism. Um, but going back to my first answer, it was like, you know, I I didn't I didn't do in it. I didn't go into this to try and you know have hits in a way. And again, I'd love to have one, but it it wasn't the plan. It was really as a form of just a musical expression in terms of my own, you know, personal growth as a, as a musician and as a songwriter. So that's kind of the game that, that I'm in. It's more of a game I'm playing, you know, with myself and hopefully entertaining other people while I'm doing that. Back to the acting for a second. I saw that you revealed on mm-hmm. Rob Lowe's podcast that you almost turned down uh, the X-Files pilot, which would have changed not only your history, but TV history. So, I guess since we're wrapping it up, A, uh, any X-Files at all down the road, and B, uh, other acting projects that you have coming up? Uh, no no word on any X-Files down the road. Um, uh, Chris Carter's a good friend of mine, and, uh, you know, if, if that's going to happen, uh, Chris would uh, would come to me and say, let's, let's try and do it this way or that way or the other. And uh, I'm always open to listening to whatever, you know, Whatever, whatever creative people that I've worked with in the past, when they want to do it again, I mean, I, I, I've had great, great times with these people. So I'm always open to, to any ideas in that in that area. Like last year, I, I shot uh, Pet Cemetery with Lindsay Beers, a wonderful woman who's a, a, a writer director that you'll get to know soon, and uh, yeah, you people with uh, Kenya Barris, uh, Jonah Hill wrote a comedy for Netflix that stars uh, Eddie Murphy and Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and that'll be out uh, coming soon. And then I'm about to do a movie with Meg Ryan um, and possibly direct a film right before that from a a screenplay that I wrote. Album is Gesturland. It's out on vinyl, and uh, we're going to see you, David Duchovny, at Lollapalooza 2023 in Chicago. Book it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I'm packing my bag. That's it. Yeah, make your plans now. Book a flight. Sounds great. (laughs) Thank you. And thank you for checking out another episode of Whip's What's Up With. Be sure to follow us. And while you're at it, please rate and review this podcast. Thanks, of course, to David Duchovny for hanging out with us. And why don't you hang out with us tomorrow morning and every single morning on The Morning Mix.